0: Chapter 9 In steady drops, the blood dripped from her fingers. Drip, drop. A small puddle formed on the tile floor. Somebody was watching her, but she was unable to lift her head. Instead, she kept staring at her hand. Drip, drop. A dark head of hair flitted in her peripheral vision. It bent over her hand. She couldn't see the face, but she heard him inhale sharply sniffing her hand? She tried to pull it back, but felt paralyzed. She saw the pink tongue before she felt it, licking her, licking the blood off her hand, tingling pleasantly. Delilah opened her eyes in a start and let out a few sharp breaths. Another weird dream. She pushed it away to make space for more delightful memories. Snuggling back into the sheets, she soaked in his scent, all male and sexy. Samson was gone, as he'd said, but she could still feel his skin on hers, taste him, smell him. She'd never had a night like the last one. Without regret, she'd given control over to him, a complete stranger, and had enjoyed every second of it. In fact, it had been liberating not to have to take charge, but to let herself fall. He'd caught her every time. She sat up and looked around the room. Dark blinds obstructed the view out the windows, and in addition, heavy drapes hung on each side of them. Delilah smiled. Somebody was not a morning person. She leapt out of bed and pulled up one of the blinds. It was bright outside. She turned her head and checked the antique clock on the mantel. 11.30? How could she have slept till 11.30? The fact that she'd had wild and passionate sex with Samson most of the night at least a half-dozen times probably had something to do with it. She'd obviously needed the sleep to recover. Just as well that as an independent contractor, she could pretty much set her own hours. She'd just have to work a little later tonight to make up for it. In a hurry, Delilah headed for the bathroom and stepped into the shower. Even as she took the soap and lathered her skin, she couldn't stop thinking of the events of the previous night. It all felt so surreal. She'd never met a man who could be so passionate and at the same time so tender and completely and utterly insatiable. She'd felt his hunger and had developed her own craving for him very quickly. She'd never laughed so much with a man in bed and had discovered how playful he really was. While she knew exactly what he liked in bed, what turned him on, and what drove him absolutely wild, she still had no idea who he was or what he did. He told her that he had business meetings all day, so she assumed he was some sort of corporate manager or director. Not that it mattered. As long as he had no wife coming out of the woodworks, she didn't care what he did. Delilah knew she shouldn't snoop, but once she'd dried off and wrapped herself into his robe, she figured a little exploration couldn't hurt. If he'd left her alone in his house, surely he didn't have any skeletons in the closet he didn't want her to find. Samson had practically invited her to make herself at home, and that was exactly what she was going to do. What better way to make oneself at home than to open a few drawers and cupboards? If he didn't want something to be found, it would probably be under lock and key anyway. No harm done, then. Having justified her actions sufficiently to herself, she strolled through his bedroom. His generous walk-in closet was filled with the typical wardrobe a man of means would have, except for his choice of color. Where most men would have gray, navy blue, and brown suits, most of Samson's pants and shirts were black. Delilah ran her hand over the neatly stacked T-shirts. She was sure he looked utterly sexy in black. With a sigh, she closed the closet doors. The bedside tables released no important information. There were novels and books on art. Nothing really revealed anything about him. She glanced at the small wooden bureau in one corner of the room. Writing utensils, old books, and a pad of paper were strewn upon it. Delilah moved the pad to look at the book covers when a sheet of paper slid out of what she recognized as a drawing pad. Fascinated, she pulled it out completely. It was a drawing of a woman, a naked woman in bed. She blinked and recognized herself. While she'd slept, he'd drawn her. The picture was beautiful. She knew she wasn't as beautiful as he'd drawn her. He'd completely glossed over her slightly chubby hips and the extra pounds she carried on her belly. And no way were her thighs this slim. But the woman in the picture was clearly herself, yet he'd drawn her beautiful and perfect. Was this how Samson saw her? or how he wanted her to be. A twinge of insecurity hit her. Did he draw all women he slept with? She wasn't naive enough to think she was the only one. A look through the pad revealed no other pictures. Maybe he discarded them when he was done with a woman. It was better not to think of it. Delilah placed the drawing back where she'd found it and turned, her gaze locked on the painting she'd admired the night before. A picture flashed in front of her eyes. A boy with dark hair drawing on a white piece of paper, then lifting it and handing it to an elegant lady he called Mama. The mirage disappeared as quickly as it had appeared. Delilah shook her head. She definitely hadn't had enough sleep. But she couldn't dilly-dally any longer. When she was finally dressed, she walked down the stairs. The smell of coffee permeated the house, and she followed the scent into the kitchen. Had he come home? Instinctively, she felt guilty for having snooped around his bedroom. Samson? She called out as she entered. The person standing in front of the sink turned to her. It was the same young man who Samson had sent with the flowers and the invitation to the theater. Oliver. Good morning, Miss Sheridan. She swallowed her disappointment and smiled at him. Please, call me Delilah. Delilah. He nodded and gave her a shy smile. I made coffee for you. Cream? Sugar? Just milk. Thank you, Oliver. Delilah gratefully took the mug he handed her and sat down at the kitchen island. She sipped the hot coffee and looked at him. He was in his early twenties and seemed to be completely at ease with his role. Was he used to looking after Samson's lovers? The thought of other women having been in her place made her feel uncomfortable. How long have you been working for Samson? She needed to find out if she was just one of many. Now that she thought of it, he was too smooth in his behavior for last night to be an exception. Three years, he's a good boss. If Oliver had been working for him that long, he would certainly know about any other women. But how could she find out without being too obvious? Carl told me what happened last night outside the theater. You were lucky you were with Mr. Woodford. He shouldn't have taken such a risk. The guy had a gun. She still shuddered at the thought of Samson putting himself in danger. He can take care of himself. You were never in danger. He seemed certain, even though he hadn't been at the scene. But he could have gotten hurt. Delilah still had a hard time getting the image out of her mind. Oliver smiled. You like him. Heat suffused her cheeks, and she hid her face in her coffee mug. He's a very nice man. Instead of milking him for information, Oliver had gotten information out of her. This was obviously not working the way she had planned it. So do you take care of Mr. Woodford's personal affairs? Oliver gave her a strange look, then smiled again. I'm his personal assistant and driver, and today I'll be your bodyguard. Are you also Samson's bodyguard? He doesn't need one, but don't be concerned. I'm fully trained. I'll protect you. Do you normally protect women for Samson? She took another sip from her coffee and tried to look casual, while inside she was nearly bursting with what felt close to dread, anticipating the answer to her question. There are no other women in Mr. Whitford's life. Either he was extremely loyal and secretive, or he was speaking the truth. She tried to read his face, but couldn't tell whether he had lied or not. He likes you. He wouldn't have asked me to protect you if he didn't. Delilah didn't know how to answer. She felt embarrassed at how transparent she seemed to be. Would you like to eat something? Carl went shopping last night. Oliver crossed to the fridge and opened it. It was filled from top to bottom with food. Maybe just some fruit. She should eat something. She'd barely had any dinner the night before, and it was already lunchtime. And some bread with jam. Suddenly, Delilah felt famished. Eggs? Bacon? I shouldn't. Too many calories. She waved him off, like she needed another few pounds on her hips. I'm sure you'll burn them off in no time. As soon as he said it, she gave him a startled look. Did everybody know what she'd done all night? Obviously, Carl knew, and he'd told Oliver. I'm sorry, I I didn't mean to say that. I just thought you were so slim anyway, you won't put on any weight, he stammered, all of a sudden completely nervous. You won't tell Mr. Woodford, will you? Was he afraid of his boss? Why would I? How about those eggs, then? And a few strips of bacon, huh? She smiled at him to put him at ease again. Thank you. He gave her a grateful look and started cooking her breakfast. Sometimes I should just keep my mouth shut. No harm done. But maybe now she could find out more about Samson. He owed her. Tell me a little bit about him. Oliver hesitated. Mr. Woodford is a very private man. I see. It seemed he would remain tight-lipped about his employer. He served breakfast, and she started eating quietly. The food was just what she needed to get her energy back. He's a good man. You'll be good for him. He needs somebody like you. Her ears perked up. What do you mean? Oliver didn't know her. How would he know whether she'd be good for Samson? Sorry, I've already said too much. He went back to silently cleaning the counter. Delilah noticed the large cracks in the granite as if somebody had hit it with a hammer. What happened there? Oliver flinched. The faulty material. Cracked when there was a little earthquake. I've already called for a replacement. Half an hour later, Delilah sat in the back of the limousine with Oliver driving toward the financial district. As they approached the building in which she worked, he turned to her. I'll have to figure out where I can park. Which company do you work for? Scan guards. It's on the 20th floor. I can meet you up there if you need to find a place to park. Oliver raised his eyebrows, then drove straight into the garage of the building. That won't be necessary. He was let through when he showed the security guard an ID. The guard mumbled something Delilah couldn't understand and pointed toward an area of empty parking spots. He pulled the car into one marked, Scan Guards. When they reached their distant floor and entered the lobby, the receptionist greeted her with a smile. Good afternoon, Miss Sheridan. Good afternoon, Kathy. As Oliver followed her, Kathy stopped him. Excuse me, please. Who are you here to see? Oliver turned. I'm with Miss Sheridan. She gave Delilah a look. Yes, he's with me. Would you please sign in? Kathy pointed to the guest book with a pen, and Oliver complied. She smiled at him when he returned her pen after signing. Go right in. Delilah walked to the desk the company provided for her. As soon as she reached it, with Oliver following her closely, she caught John's look. He stared through the glass enclosure of his private office, seemingly surprised to see her. He immediately stalked out to meet her. I was wondering what had happened. John's tone was accusatory. I wasn't feeling well this morning, Delilah lied. Everything's fine now. She sat down and booted up the computer. Only now John seemed to take notice of Oliver. Can I help you? His tone was even curter than when he'd spoken to her. She wondered whether he'd gotten up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Oliver shook his head. I'm here with Miss Sheridan. He didn't volunteer any more information. Who is this, Delilah? She looked up from her desk. He's here to accompany me. Excuse me? We can't just have all kinds of strangers go in and out of the office. I'm afraid your boyfriend will have to stay outside. Delilah bit her lip. Obviously, Samson hadn't thought of this. Oliver couldn't stay by her side all day while she worked. What had he been thinking? I'll handle this, Oliver offered. He pulled out an I.D. and waved it at John. As soon as he looked at it, John felt the blood drain from his face and gave Oliver a stunned glare. Fine, was all he could press out. So she'd called in the cavalry and gotten protection from the top, a bodyguard from scan guards, and one at the highest clearance level. It meant he could gain access to anywhere within the company. How had she managed to get this kind of preferential treatment? She was only an auditor. None of the auditors before had ever gotten their own bodyguards assigned. This was not good. When Delilah hadn't shown up at work first thing in the morning, John had already been licking his chops celebrating, thinking the man he was beholden to had made an attempt on her life after they'd spoken on the phone. Apparently, that wasn't the case. How hard was it to get rid of a little auditor? John knew that now it would be virtually impossible. If she was protected by a scan guard's bodyguard, there was nothing he could do. They were the best trained bodyguards available in the nation. It was rumored they were even better than the Secret Service. He cringed at the thought of having to tell the man who was controlling his life at present that she'd acquired a bodyguard. He wouldn't be pleased. He'd be furious, and nobody knew what he was capable of. Unless he already knew. As John turned back to his office, he heard Delilah's voice behind him. Did you get the boxes from the storage facility? Yes, he barked. They're at the loading dock. I'll have them brought up in a moment. He was running out of time. Once she'd reviewed all transaction documents in the boxes, she would know beyond any doubt that he was the one who was defrauding the company. Delilah took no notice of John's unfriendly behavior and logged into the desktop computer at her disposal. Not even John's bad mood could faze her today. She felt great. She'd had the best sex of her life, and even the lack of sleep couldn't dampen her euphoric feelings. She'd noticed a few bruises on her hips when she'd gotten up, but decided they were well worth it. Samson was a passionate man. She realized how much he wanted her sexually and how difficult it was for him to control his urge to take her every which way he could. When she closed her eyes, she could still feel his hands on her and his unrelenting shaft driving into her. Oh, God, yes. Her sex felt deliciously tender this morning, a welcome reminder of the attention it had received at Samson's hands, mouth, and cock. She'd felt his raw power when he'd blindfolded her, and even though she wasn't normally into kinky stuff, he'd driven her completely wild. None of her former lovers had ever tied her up, nor would she have ever allowed it, but with him, there was something that intrigued her and made her want more. Would he find more sexy games he was willing to teach her? Delilah looked at her watch. It wasn't even two o'clock yet, and she couldn't wait to get back to him. Samson woke from his deep sleep as soon as the sun set over the Pacific Ocean. He looked at the clock, but was in no hurry to get up. For the first time in years, he'd dreamed, actually dreamed in his sleep. His dreams had felt like gentle aftershocks of his night with Delilah, reliving the passion he'd experienced with her. She had made an impression on his sex-starved body, and he wanted her again, needed her to ease the ache he felt in his groin now. He checked his messages before he went upstairs. Ricky's voicemail sounded more urgent than the night before. Samson, we have to talk. As soon as you're up. As he walked into his bedroom, he dialed Ricky's number. What's so urgent? Did you find the guy who attacked us? Thomas is following up on a lead, but there's something else. Shoot. Not over the phone. We need to talk in person. Samson looked around his deserted bedroom. Delilah was probably still at work. Fine, come over, but make it quick. Delilah should be back soon, and I have plans for tonight. Plans which involved her being naked in his arms, maybe involving a few of his best silk ties. He disconnected the call and threw the phone onto the armchair. In the bathroom, he stripped down to his boxers and grabbed his toothbrush. He could still smell her on his skin. Damn, she had made him hungry for her body. He couldn't believe it himself when he realized he'd taken her more than half a dozen times. He didn't know that he'd had it in him. But whenever he'd thought he was spent, one look at her enticing body and her lovely face, and his cock had sprung back to attention like a jack-in-the-box. Not even with a vampire female had he ever been that active in one night. This human could hold her own. The fire and passion he saw in Delilah rivaled his, if that was even possible. Samson wondered how long she would hold his interest, how long she would keep him captured like this. Yes, he felt like she had a hold on him, as if some invisible force drew him to her, and he was unable to resist. He dismissed it as a side effect of his long abstinence from sex and figured it would pass. It had to. He couldn't carry on with a mortal. He wasn't like a Maury who had no scruples about sleeping with humans. Samson turned when he heard the bedroom door open. That was fast, even for Ricky. He stepped out of the bathroom and broke into a huge smile when he saw his visitor, Delilah. With a few strides, he crossed the room and took her into his arms. His mouth was less than an inch away from her tempting lips. How was your day? Don't ask. She sounded exhausted. He knew just the right remedy for that. Samson brushed a feather-light kiss on her lips. I missed you. He had, despite the fact that he'd been up only a few minutes. Hmm, that's better, Delilah murmured as he sought her lips again. Her hands embraced him and slowly moved from his back further south. He felt her slip them into his boxers, touching his firm ass. Ah, but her hands were soft. You're not dressed. You notice that, huh? He chuckled. I was just about to take a shower. But why shower alone when she was back? Care to join me? Should he just lug her over his shoulder, or would he be acting too much like a caveman? Woman. Sex. It was all he could think about. Samson didn't wait for an answer, but started to pull down the zipper of her skirt and let it drop to the floor. Her blouse followed seconds later. She didn't show any objection. I guess I must have said yes, she smirked as she stepped out of her shoes. That's what I heard. When he stripped her of her bra and panties, Delilah returned the favor and let his boxers drop to the floor. His hard-on jotted out proudly and pointed straight at her. Samson lifted her up and carried her into the bathroom. He sat her down before he turned on the water in the shower, but kept his arm around her waist. Her skin was too tempting to let go of. I had a hard time this morning doing my hair in here. I couldn't find a mirror. Samson flinched. Damn, she'd noticed. Since vampires didn't reflect in mirrors, he'd never had a need to have one installed in his bathroom. What else had she noticed? Sorry about that. I'm having it replaced. I wasn't planning on an overnight guest. He smiled at her and kissed her quickly before she could find anything else that struck her as odd. His kiss silenced her just the way it was intended to. He pulled her into the shower without releasing her lips. His hunger for her had just doubled. Had it only been last night that he'd first had sex with her? It seemed that he knew her body much more intimately than that. Every curve was familiar, yet so exciting. He knew he would recognize her touch even if he was blind. The way her hands teased his skin, how her fingers ignited his passion for her. He would always know it was her. Why don't you help me get cleaned up? Without waiting for an answer, Samson squeezed a dollop of liquid soap into her hand. As her hands lathered the soap over his skin, he closed his eyes. Never had he felt so relaxed than when he was with her. He breathed in deeply when he felt her hands tending to his shaft and balls. Delilah slowly and deliberately moved her hand up and down, the foam making the movement smooth. Good? His little human vixen was clearly bent on driving him insane and doing an excellent job of it. You have no idea. He sighed and allowed himself to be swept away by her touch. His hands sought her out and pressed her against him. Rinse me off. I don't want to be all soapy when I slide inside of you. It felt completely natural that he wanted her and let her know what he intended to do. There was no pretense between them. He saw Delilah smile as she rinsed the soap off his skin. She could get him excited within seconds. Samson lowered his head to her mouth smothering her with his passionate kiss. His tongue mated with hers, filling her mouth, just like he wanted to fill the rest of her body. She tasted like a beautiful summer night, like rain after a hot day. Her scent alone drove him to distraction, but coupled with her sweet taste and the softness of her naked skin pressed against his, brought him right back to the night before. There was only one cure for his desire for her, He had to bury himself in her, and he couldn't wait a minute longer. His cock throbbed almost painfully when he lowered himself a few inches and guided himself in between her thighs, so her moist pink petals rested on him. Samson slid back and forth, staying outside her body, letting her ride his hard rod. You feel so good, she moaned. Exactly his thought. No, not good. Amazing. Her soft flesh was warm, her wetness drenching him. He shifted his angle, and his shaft teased at the entrance of her body. Delilah breathed heavily. We should get a condom, she whispered, but her body pressed against his cock. Did she know what she was doing, or was she just as lost in the sensation as he was? We should. But instead he eased into her just an inch deep. He would go get a condom from the bedroom if she insisted. I'll get one. But he didn't move, and her hands held onto his arms. Her muscles tensed around him as if to pull him closer. Samson, don't leave. Her voice was hoarse but insistent. She pushed toward him, making him penetrate deeper. He was halfway inside her and felt her muscles tantalize him. Hell, he was on fire. You want me like this right now? Samson waited for her protest, but it didn't come. In slow motion, he inched forward, easing himself deeper and deeper into her as he gazed into her eyes, so beautiful, so passionate, and all his. I want nothing more. Her kiss was tender and loving as they rocked to the rhythm of their heartbeats. He pulled up her leg and wrapped it around his hip, thrusting deeper into her. His arms supported her weight. Delilah's lips brought him back into the field of lavender and made him feel the sun on his back, just like the night before. Samson was lost in the sensation as she carried him away. Her nails dug into his ass as she held on to him, urging him deeper into her. Never had he been with a woman who'd shown such passion, and who he was willing to give everything in his power. Delilah's moans were like a drug to him her kisses like a most exquisite wine, and her body ultimate ecstasy. He would never need anything else, only her, like this, right now. Too late, he heard the door to the bedroom open, and the heavy steps come toward the bathroom. Samson, you're not going to like this. Ricky's voice penetrated his bliss. In lightning speed, Samson spun around to shield Delilah from Ricky's view. Get the fuck out, Richard. He growled low and dark. Even in his own ears, he sounded more like an animal than a man. Ricky knew all too well that whenever Samson called him by his full name, he meant business. He did well retreating instantly. I'm so sorry, sweetness, Samson whispered to Delilah, making sure his voice was soft again. She was completely still in his arms, obviously shocked at the interruption. He couldn't blame her. I'm going to have a serious word with him. Delilah looked up at him, and his eyes were their usual hazel color again, but in the instant when he'd yelled at Ricky, she'd seen them flash red. Like an alarm. Like a stoplight. It had shocked her more than Ricky barging in on them. Still thinking of his strange eyes, she went stiff in his arms. This wasn't normal. How could somebody's eye color change like that? She was glad that Samson didn't look at her now, but again had his cheek pressed against hers, for she wasn't sure she could have hidden her alarmed expression. Give me a few minutes. I'll get rid of him, and then I'm all yours. He kissed her cheek softly and pulled out of her. No problem. Suddenly she felt cold and alone. Delilah watched him reach for the towel and step out of the shower. She turned away and let the water engulf her, pretending to enjoy the shower. In reality, she tried to calm her nerves. When she looked back a few seconds later, Samson had already left the bathroom. She braced herself against the tile wall. Had she hallucinated? She'd clearly seen the fury in his eyes, and considering the violation of their privacy, she could understand him flaring up at Ricky, but she couldn't understand the red in his eyes. Had he popped a blood vessel? No, impossible. Seconds later, his normal hazel color had returned, and all the red was gone. She pressed her hand against her sex where she could still feel his pistoning cock. Something wasn't right. Something about Samson was different, and it suddenly scared her. Samson headed downstairs, having only put on a pair of jeans, no shirt. He found Ricky in the kitchen, leaning against the island, and aimed straight for him, grabbing him by the shirt. Do you have any idea how much I'd love to rip your head off right now? The thought that Ricky had seen Delilah's naked body made him furious. Nobody had the right to see her like that. Nobody but him. Ricky leaned back as much as he could to get away from him. I'm sorry. I didn't realize she was there. Samson let out a low and dangerous snarl. You'd better tell me you didn't see her naked. Ricky lifted his arms in a motion of surrender. I didn't, I swear. If I ever catch you so much as looking at her, our friendship is over, and you can kiss your job goodbye. Is that clear? He was serious. He had no problem with his friend seeing him naked in the shower. It certainly wasn't a first. But to barge in when he was with Delilah was something he couldn't tolerate. No other man or vampire had a right to look at her like that. Delilah was his. His alone. His alone? Crystal clear. Samson released him from his grip. Ricky straightened out and cleared his throat. You're probably not going to like what I have to say, especially considering how infatuated you are with her. Samson's growl interrupted him for a second. He wasn't in the mood to listen to Ricky's observation about his relationship to Delilah, especially since he didn't know what to make of it himself. But I have to tell you what Carl found. Samson looked at him with restrained interest. Go on. You had Carl pack her stuff last night. Don't tell me things I already know. Ricky was normally not one to beat about the bush. His hesitancy fed Samson's unease. He found some files amongst her things. What files? ScanGuard's files. Samson's jaw dropped. ScanGuard's? Ricky gave a grave nod. Financial records, asset statements, internal stuff. I don't have a good feeling about it. Why would she have confidential files of Skangard's? Don't you think that's odd? She shows up here two nights ago, and at the same time she has files of your company in her luggage. Samson didn't like the sound of it either. It couldn't be a coincidence. There was no reason for anybody to have internal documents of his company. Least of all, Delilah. What was she up to? What's your theory? She could be a corporate spy, Ricky guessed, but his voice didn't sound very convinced. Doing what? His friend shrugged his shoulders. Not much to be gained by that. All our competitors are small fry. Nobody's got the capacity or training to take on our clients. Samson nodded. Have there been any operational issues lately that I'm not aware of? Another shake of Ricky's head. Everything's been running smoothly, at least on the vampire side. No idea how the human operation is going, but I haven't seen any alerts come up. Ricky was in charge of vampire recruitment and training. Then it's personal. It could be. Ricky avoided his gaze. What are you thinking? Samson wasn't entirely sure he wanted to know the second possibility. What if she's been seeking you out? A slayer? "'No, there's no sign of that among her things. "'But I can see all the other signs. "'She's been wrapping you around her little finger.' "'Samson wanted to interrupt him and refute his statement, "'but Ricky held up his hand. "'I can see it, just by the way you reacted earlier. "'She's a human woman. "'Do you know what human women want from rich men like you?' "'Samson stared at his friend, long and hard. "'She wants me for my money?' His voice trailed off. He felt an uncomfortable stab in his solar plexus. Indigestion? Definitely not this time. Memories of betrayal swept through him. Recent memories. He braced himself against the kitchen island. The doorbell gave him reprieve. He looked up and gave Ricky a questioning look. Amari's probably forgotten his key again. I'll open up. As Ricky left the kitchen, Samson was alone with his thoughts. Could it be true? Could Delilah be just another woman after his money? Another one who didn't really care for him? He hoped Ricky's other suggestion was true, that she was a corporate spy. He could handle that, but he couldn't handle a Delilah who was after his money. Not her. Please, not her. Were her kisses all a lie? And when she gave herself so willingly to him, was it all an act to reel him in? The thought stung much more than he wanted to admit to himself. No wonder she was so willing. The way she'd responded to him in the car and then later in the theater was not normal for a woman who barely knew a man. He recalled the moment when they were on their way to the bar in the theater and had gotten stuck in the doorway. The way Delilah had pressed her body against his and practically provoked him to touch her intimately now looked like a calculated move on her part. She was playing him the entire time a veritable Matahari. This was not good news, especially since what had looked like indigestion, if vampires could have indigestion, he now recognized as something much more serious. It was so clear to him now. At the same time, it was impossible. How could it have happened? All he'd wanted to do was get over his erection problem, and he'd followed Dr. Drake's advice to the letter. He'd done nothing different from what the good doctor had ordered. He'd fucked her, again and again, just like he'd fucked other females before. Vampire females. He'd done nothing different with Delilah. So why was the outcome so different? Instead of his hunger being sated after a night of sex with her, it had grown. He'd started hungering for her and for her alone. The thought of ever touching another woman suddenly disgusted him. All he wanted was Delilah. And Samson now knew why even though he didn't understand anything else. He was falling for her, falling for a mortal. This is Tina Folsom, author of the Skanguards Vampires podcast. Poor Samson. He's a bit out of sorts, isn't he? But don't worry, he'll come around. Tune in again tomorrow.